0: for joining analytics today a podcast series that focuses on big data and analytics digital marketing and the latest trends in the digital world i'm your co-host jeremy roberts and with me is my co-host samir khan hey samir
1: hey how's it going jeremy good you good
0: yeah so it's a mid-holiday season we passed thanksgiving it's almost time for christmas it's getting crazy um and i think right now i think most digital marketers out there and analytics professionals are trying to finish up projects and actually take some time to relax before the new year you know and and what's interesting about that is even though they're relaxing trying to get their thoughts together i think what's interesting is is trying to figure out what's going to be big in 2016
1: yeah planning out for the new year you know they're are- what are the new things that they want to go, go do, pursue from a professional standpoint and from a personal level as well?
0: Yeah, and I think what's great about today's topic is the seven digital marketing predictions for 2016. So we're going to be talking about those today. So very exciting. So uh, let's just go ahead and jump into it. So,
1: absolutely. Yeah.
0: Prediction number one customer journey analysis will be mainstream.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, the customer journey analysis, uh, you know, the, the whole idea behind putting the customers ahead of marketing, uh, and sales has been out there for quite some time. So it's not like a new novel idea, right? We all want to give the customers the best experience we can and yeah. the brands are striving for it. As a matter of fact, there are lots of data that shows by 2020, uh, about 80% of the brands will strive for getting or improving customer experience and they will Programmatically compete on customer experience itself.
0: So let, let's briefly define what is a journey because that can mean different things to different people. But in your words, you know what is the actual customer journey?
1: Uh, absolutely. So you know when we start talking about the concept of customer journey and journey analysis, it is one of those concepts that actually puts the customer at the front and the center so you know few years ago the whole idea was like okay we're going to serve the customer relevant advertisement or relevant content uh, and then the whole idea was like okay just drive specific groups or personas and this is my persona and i'm going to target this persona by this content and this target this particular persona by this ad now what's happening is the customers have there's so much content there's so much advertisement going on that the customer is getting frustrated because with these personified groups of customers, my individual feelings are not, you know, my individual experiences are not, not being met. Yep, so the yep. whole idea of journey analysis is every customer has a very specific and unique journey with a brand. Uh, you know, to give an example, like I was in the market about, uh, you know, six, seven months ago looking for uh, blinds. And for me, I had a very specific criteria for me and my wife, you know, how would I go about purchasing blinds? And Mm -hmm. I use that criteria, the colors that she likes and the way that we're, you know, have our blinds look like and the technology that we want to have built into that. So it's a very specific purchase. The same thing for technology buyers. If I'm in the market looking for a marketing technology, or I'm in the market looking for a security technology, it's going to be very specific requirements to my organizations, the stakeholders internally. And that's yep. going to lead to a very different journey than anybody else. So I think that's what the journey analysis is, which is understanding not only the aggregate, but also the individual journeys of these customers so we can latch onto that uh, and provide them better marketing, better analysis, and better customer experience.
0: So, yeah, and, and I think that's that's the key message there because, as you say, aggregate versus individual. What we're saying is that through the evolution of the customer journey, it's not that we're going away from building out personas or identifying groups of people based on commonalities. That's still relevant and that's still available. But what we're also talking about is when you get to that point of true interaction with that person, it needs to be a customized interaction based on that specific user. And here's the number one reason. It's mobile. Mobile is a very, you know, it's a very specific and very intimate, uh, type of advertisement. If you're going to send an ad through a mobile device to somebody, it better be exactly spot on to that person, to that experience, because nobody wants any general type of ads, you know, to a mobile device. When it used to be desktop, when it used to be just, you know, any type of digital experience outside of mobile, you know, going through the basis of a persona or a generality works. But when you start to hit that mobile device, it better be pretty specific to you.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, you brought up a really good point because every single person has their own personalized mobile device. And that kind of speaks to the whole journey notion, right? You know, that's one of the biggest reason why we're talking about individual journeys here. And so from a prediction standpoint, we strongly believe the trend will continue, as a matter of fact, accelerate into 2016 as journey analysis will become a key part, a mainstream piece of the analytics strategy. And if you can look out there, the companies such as IBM, Salesforce, Journey Mapping, Visible, and all the other technologies are moving in that direction very, very quickly. So, you know, putting that technology in the hands of almost all the marketers and analytics professionals relatively faster than we think.
0: I agree. Okay. So let's go to prediction number two. Uh, the prediction here is Periscope and other live streaming avenues will become an important marketing channel. So first of all, what is Periscope?
1: You tell me you have had a great experience <laughs> with Periscope. So.
0: Yeah. So Periscope is, is, is done through Twitter and it's a, it's, it's a live stream, uh, video live stream of whatever you want to record. So my experience recently with Periscope was I was at the Gartner IT Symposium in Orlando this past fall. And um, I was privileged through IBM to be able to do a uh, a Periscope on uh, universal behavior exchange or UBX, which is a bi-directional data exchange tool. And so with that, it was, um, you know, there was somebody with a camera they can use a, an iPhone or they can use any kind of recorded camera of sorts, and they went live. And so the thing is, this is not pre-recorded and sent; it's actually done live, right then. And so it's a live feed, voice and video. And it was it was exciting. It was fun.
1: Absolutely, and, and I think you know. So if you, and it, so this is great because if someone downloads Periscope app. And they have these uh, auto pop-ups switched on on their cell phone devices, auto notification. You're going to see people from all over the world are jumping in and recording whatever that they want to record in that instance. Like one of the Periscope that I was watching was funny. This guy from Houston, he is starting to become very popular in Periscope So because wherever he drives – so he has a dash cam, uh, in his car. He just switches on for like a few minutes and he records something really funny and, and then he switches off. So, you know, there are a wide variety of things people are trying to do and experiment. Even the marketing side, people are like, you know, what you said, you were kind of talking about a specific strategy or products. So there, I think it's, it's still in its infancy. So I was reading some of the numbers. Uh, I think, you know, it is getting to a hundred million mark kind of, wow. uh, pretty quickly. Uh, but, I really think the age of live video streaming, You know, YouTube introduced us to the concept of recording video, yes. but I think Periscope is going to bring us to the place where every single person is recording live video and streaming worldwide, which is going to accelerate a lot, a lot in 2016, and we're also going to see marketing departments, uh, digital marketing people using Periscope more diligently. Uh, As a means of uh, marketing avenue,
0: completely agree. Love it. All right, so let's uh, jump over to prediction number three. That is, big data and data science will not be limited to just large enterprise level organizations.
1: Yeah, and you know, your IBM. I've been at IBM. I've been in uh, companies where data is considered. The new oil, right? Mm-hmm. It is one of the most important ingredients of now, majority of the large and medium organization, and even small organization, they're trying to use today. So I think big data and data science were a buzz, I would say, probably a year ago. And it's been a buzz for quite some time. Like, even though the underlying tactics, if you look at, you know, if you get where the rubber hits the road, It is not new. These words have been there for quite some time. But now, because there is so much data being produced, I heard this last statistics, there's 90% of the world's data was produced in 2015, which is enormous amount of data that's been created. Plus, a whole new level of technologies are coming in the market that can allow an average professional to use data effectively. You know, previously it was considered Primarily, uh, you know, the responsibilities of companies like IBM, Microsoft, SAP, who had proprietary technology to drive insights from large volumes of data. But today, tools like Trifacta, Tableau, Alteryx, and a lot, lot, lot other data preparation tool and data visualization tool make it easier and lot less complicated to utilize data and make sense out of it. Yeah. So – uh, even Gartner's Magic Quadrant, if you look at it, you know for operational database management systems, which was heavily dominated by big name brands, mm-hmm. it, you'll be surprised to see now it's focused on c- technologies such as NoSQL company, you know MongoDBs yeah. in there, data stacks in there, Reddit Labs and others. So I think uh, you know by mid, say mid 2016, we're going to see corporations, big and small enterprises. Uh, using data hub approaches to enhance the uh, agility and decision making based on data. Uh,
0: yeah. And, and I think that goes back to two things. One is the price of technology keeps on going lower. Right. You know, it's, it's like that whole idea that when, you know, flat screen TVs came out, you were spending what, like $5,000 to buy a flat screen TV. Now you go to a couple uh, hundred bucks, <laughs> yeah, a couple hundred dollars at Walmart, you know, yeah. something cheap. But yeah, I think it's it's the price of technology and the availability of that technology for everybody. So this this is going to be a game changer. I, if it if is, you, and yeah. yeah.
1: And plus, if you look at the open technology, you know, like in you know, a Hadoop systems, Apache yep. Spark, and all these uh, technologies are starting to mature, and they're not just you know open source that some Joe Schmo developer in their garage is using. This is these are becoming mainstream technologies that more and more organizations are using. As we see the convergence of you know bigger technology, which is Internet of Things and cloud and big data.
0: Yeah, completely agree. Cool. Well, let's go to uh, prediction number four. Let's see, mobile spend in actual dollar value will exceed desktop. This is big.
1: Yeah, and this kind of latches into the comment that you made earlier about mobile. You yep. know, I think it, we have been talking about for this quite some time that mobile will overtake desktop, mobile will overtake desktop. Now, mobile per usage standpoint, I'm pretty sure it has already far, far ahead from how much desktop is being used. But I think the spend wise, you know, from a digital ad spending, Mobile is going to actually overtake desktop in the year 2016. So if I, if you look at some of the numbers, so currently in 2015, the expectation is we're going to have 26 billion dollars of spend in mobile versus 32 billion dollars in desktop.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: going to change. So desktop is, as a matter of fact, decreasing. So we're going to see 29 billion in 2016, and mobile is going to shot up by 41 percent to 37 billion dollars and these are all data available from a very thorough study done by eMarketer. marketer uh, so if there's anybody interested in the source uh, so this is what's going to we're going to see you know we're going to see accelerated growth in mobile spend because there are so many different ways you know you look at uh the mobile pay you look at all the apps that have advertisement in there uh, all the other channels and avenues coming in periscope is also a critical part of mobile Mm -hmm. so that's going to help people to identify these areas Mm. where they can use these mobile devices and start marketing and spending advertisement dollars
0: but there's a caveat to that and this is something i'm just thinking of is mobile spend will increase in the same way that you remember how when social media started to become big and everybody started spending on social media, not because they knew why, because they knew they just kind of had to. So people just started spending, but nobody knew how to collect and understand and act on that data. And I have a feeling with this prediction, there's going to be a percentage of people who spend mobile correctly, know how to collect that data and know how to act on it. And there's going to be a far larger group of people who are going to increase that mobile spend because they know they have to. But the problem is, is that they're not going to know what to do with it. They're not going to know how to understand it because they haven't yet figured out the entire customer journey analysis.
1: And which is exactly the reason why, you know, our number one prediction was all about customer journey, <coughs> yep. which, which absolutely makes sense.
0: Yep. Very cool. Let's go to number five. So prediction number five is digital marketing will overshadow other marketing channels of, yeah, this is big.
1: (laughs) So what's your thought on that? So I I think
0: this move, I think this move has been, has been slowly, uh, moving over to the digital marketing world, at least for the past, you know, three years, four years. Mm -hmm. But in my mind, I think we're calling this out as one of the predictions for 2016 because the increase in mobile. And I think it's mm-hmm. the increase in the customer journey. And those are the two things that are truly causing digital marketing to really overshadow the other marketing channels. It's because digital can be quantified. Digital can be tracked. And when you talk about other marketing channels, we're talking about ones that, you know, what is that old school channel that you can't really track, but you know, it works print, Right. you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, display uh, like uh, outdoor display ads like billboards and stuff. Yeah, you can measure how much foot traffic you get in a given day and how many impressions you might get, but it really doesn't tell you exactly what the true value of it is. What is the opens? What's the clicks? What's the, you know, what's the click-through? What's the view-through? You know, what's the true ROI on it? And so for me, I, I really think that the fact that digital marketing will overshadow other marketing channels, it's a culmination of everything. It's a culmination of of uh, number three, big data. It's a culmination of number two, Periscope. You know, number one, customer journey. Number four, mobile spend. It's all these different things together.
1: Yeah, very well put. Uh, so I think in addition to that, one thing that's happening is the convergence of offline and online. Right. So there was yep. still you know kind of a delineation between offline and online. There had like okay, these events marketing people or you know people who are in the field marketing. Uh, they are bringing in all these leads and all this technology, all this uh, contact information and customers, versus these digital people that are doing X, Y, Z stuff on website. But now with the modernization of technology, with all these different things that we have, such as periscopes, such as yep. beacons, uh, such as you know location targeting, I think there is a huge convergence happening between uh, offline and online. So it's not just you know it's not about is it offline and online? It's about omni-channel. It's about that one big uh, beast in your marketing that where all these different uh, avenues fit. And I don't even think that uh, you know omni-channel is the right word. I think it's a digitization of marketing, right? You know, the complete yeah. marketing itself becoming digital. So, it, so calling digital marketing as a separate department is no longer the right thing to do because digital applies to everything that you're gonna do, uh, well, he, yeah. every contact you're gonna have with that client or the customer.
0: Yeah, well, here, here's an example. Um, print. What's the only way to track uh, or, or connect uh, print to digital? QR codes. QR codes, yeah. Yeah, and that's what people are doing. They're adding QR codes and they're saying, haha. okay, I, I know how many impressions you got, but now I know how many quote-unquote click-throughs that we've had because people have activated that QR code.
1: Right, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So any more thoughts on this one or are you good?
1: I, I think I'm good. I think you know the the message here with this prediction is people who are still thinking that the legacy avenues of marketing is, you know you know that are not digital are mm-hmm. going to continue to stay the same. I think they need to think again. I think every single marketer even if they're used to being a non-digital stuff, uh, they should get themselves educated on how to use digital technologies very very quickly.
0: Sure. Cool. So let's talk about number 6. Prediction number 6 is that new advertising venues will start taking more of the desktop budget, i.e., virtual reality, wearable tech, IoT, and mobile pay.
1: Yeah, and this kind of falls into the same spectrum that we were talking about the mobile ad spend, which is going to exceed desktop budget in 2016. So it's not just mobile. Because of mobile, you know, it's not just mobile device, which we call as smartphones. There's going to be a lot more mobile technology that's going to be coming in. Which is wearable tech. Now, everybody now, you know, most of the people that you see now are wearing some type of device that mm-hmm. is tracking their activity. Uh, and plus we have mobile pay, which is going to become a very prominent part of your smartphone experience Yep. when you not only have your boarding passes, your, you know, coupons in there, but it's also going to be a great venue for advertising, and then, internet of things. You know, we have technology like a refrigerator is going to start talking to our microwave oven, which is going to start talking to our uh, dishwashers, and, and it's going to talk to our car or things mm-hmm. like that. So, all of that is going to be a very you know, unique experience. Uh, for people. And I think, you know, that's also going to be another advertising channel where they're going to be very specific ad on your washing machine. Uh, you know, those, uh, Amazon things. I don't know what you call them. Like when you press the button and you can order your detergent with one press of button. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So the crazy things are happening today and it's going to continue to happen. And pretty much that Amazon, uh, button is just marketing, right? It is. nothing else but is the way for you to order Tide continuous basis so Tide is paying Amazon they have a contractual deal so automated basis, you can order Tide so things like that are already happening I think it's going to have more impact on where your spend goes again it depends on the company now if you're a B2B technology company things may look different in terms of how your budget shift but if you're retail then it's going to be a rapid shift in budget in in, you know day to day technologies
0: yeah and I think retail is the big one and if you were to look at this prediction, um, anywhere, whichever industry, it's retail. It's going to be retail technology. I mean, one of my favorite things to do is to go to Kickstarter mm-hmm. and to look at all the new technologies coming out there, all the cool new stuff that people are, you know, helping to fund. And, uh, those are going to be the new ways that people are going to be spending. Right. I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. All the new ideas and all, all the new avenues that people can have to spend on. So, I, I'm curious to see, you know, the market has accelerated year over year, and in 2016, I think it's going to accelerate even faster. And oh, it's going to be absolutely. interesting to see what comes up. I, I'm excited. I'm a, I'm a total tech, tech geek and uh, early adopter, so this is the kind of stuff I look for.
1: Well, I can definitely vouch for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I you're, you're already
1: an iPhone 8 now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I have problems, right? <laughs>
1: no, no, that's great. That's great. Yeah.
0: Cool. So let's see. Prediction number seven. Here's one that's, here, here's a prediction that's, that's been around for a long time. We've all heard of that phrase, content is king. And I think that content is king maybe came out like almost three to five years ago. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the thing. Content's not going anywhere, but the prediction is content marketing will be even harder. It'll be definitely even harder.
1: Yeah, and I think the whole idea here is because everyone is doing content marketing. Everybody. you know, People have realized the power of content. And the traditional display media, which used to be like, hey, you get 50% off, click here and get XYZ. It's no longer viable. And as we were talking about the customer journey, it is becoming more important to use these display and other medias to drive people to access your content. And you know this is what we're doing here in the podcast. Nope. It's a type of content, and there are a wide variety of different types of content. I think content marketing is going to become more harder, and I'd definitely like to get your take on it, But my personal perspective is because everybody is doing this, and there is so much content that's available today, and a lot of this content that is going to, is being produced is not utilizing intelligent data and not nope. understanding the customer's journey, that's the reason why it's going to be, become harder. You'll need analytics. You'll need advanced uh, quantification of your content pieces that you put out there. So that's going to become very critical. The other piece is consistency. You know, If you have a consistent flow of content that even today, if you have a consistent flow of content that you're putting out there every week or every two weeks or so on, and people are latching onto the content, people are starting to listen to your podcast, people are starting to go to your blog and access the content – uh, then you're going to go long ways versus just having you know sporadic burst of content depending on seasonality or depending on some type of study that you did with some uh, you know organization so that's what is going to really matter content driven by data and technology and then the consistency is going to be a very important piece
0: yeah and i think even to add to that you know back in the day there was only just a few pieces of content i remember when you and i were building out content marketing plans you know there was what like three to four flavors at the time, Mm -hmm. right? There was a article or blog post. There was a white paper. Um, there was, uh, let's see a webinar, a video, a video. And that's basically, that's basically it. You know, today there's so many different options out there. And I mean, you can't even name all the different options. I mean, we're talking about Periscope today. That's a piece of content, you know, um, Things like podcasts, people think podcasts are dead. Podcasts are still around. Well, hell, this is a podcast itself, right? Um, but I think there's three things I want to focus on. And, and the one is the relevance. You know, there's so much noise out there within content marketing before is that you have to be very specific. And that's where data comes in. Mm-hmm. You have to be very relevant to what exactly that user wants. The second part of that is timeliness. You know, it has to be timely and specific to exactly what they want at what time, you know, but then the third thing is specific to you. It needs to be available and relevant to you, but in the right avenue at the right place at the right time. And so I think that's where content marketing is shifting. It's going to be even harder because it's not just a matter of saying, I'm going to do average demand gen and create four types of content marketing. Um, based on our personas and just push them out to the marketplace and hope and pray that traffic comes back it doesn't happen that way anymore you got to be really aggressive you got to be really proactive and you got to make sure it's relevant it's timely and it's specific to the right venue to the right person at the right time I mean, it has to be right there and i think that's what makes content marketing harder
1: and, and I couldn't agree more. And one one parting thought is when we're thinking of you know content marketing, one big thing that's going to be uh, you want to mm-hmm. make sure that you are using the same content across all these different avenues. So right, you know, for example, yep. this podcast—it's a thirty-minute podcast. We can transform this into a two-minute Periscope live stream, right? We, where we can call out these yep. different time predictions, or we can have a blog post with this, or we can have a recorded video. I think that's very important because you can take that content and have these all these different mediums where you can distribute them. You know, a lot of people call it repurposing your content, but repurposing smartly. Like, you don't want to have the same structure, you don't want to have the same theme or the same words across all these different avenues. You want to be smart. You don't want to have people having sitting there watching your periscope video for 30 minutes. It could be like two minute. Deal, or it could be a one-minute deal. So thinking in that realm is going to help marketers and content marketing managers a lot.
0: Completely agree, hundred percent agree. Well, very cool. I think this is good stuff. I think I think uh, our audience out there is going to be excited. You know, this is seven digital marketing predictions for 2016. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you again, Samir, and uh, this has been good.
1: This is great. Thank you. Thank you for listening.
0: Hey, good. See you guys in the air.